Uh, hello, beautiful, beautiful listeners. It is I, Joshua, with me, John, also here. And together we make this thing called the Loathsome Things Podcast, where we review horror movies. John? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> we are here to discuss the horror. Yes. Uh, John, today our horror movie comes from Ben Wheatley, who mm-hmm. brought us this fine film called In the Earth. Yes. It's yes. Uh, delightful. Yeah, it's it's quite good. Uh, it is not Iced Earth. Don't be confused. <laughs> and I will go out there and say that it is a sequel to A Field in England. Uh, yeah, essentially. A very a much, much later sequel. Yes, yeah, yeah. A field in England took place in the British uh, English Civil War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and this one takes place at some current and or future pandemic. Yes, in the midst of a pandemic, and yeah, uh, yeah it's madness. Ben Wheatley is known for doing lots of things, including. A field in England. This movie and Kill List. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be. He's directing the upcoming sequel to the Jason Statham hit shark movie Meg. He will be directing Meg Two. And this, him. he's been directing a lot of weird business, and people call this a return to form mm-hmm. for him. Uh, it is. It is quite similar to Kill List and A Field in England in that it's very. England is full of cool rituals and stuff. Yeah. 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 He definitely is tapping into the folksy horror element that uh, is often associated with uh, English history. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some really good old world druidy cult business. Yeah. And yeah. He, uh, he hits it in fine form in this one. Right on the tone. Good, <laughs> yeah. good job, Ben. I liked it. This movie stars Joel Fry as Martin. Uh, you may know him, and whenever I say you may know him, what I mean is this is where I know someone from. Yes. Um, I, you may know Fry as the political husband to Daenerys Stormborn on Game of Thrones. Oh my god, that's right. Yes. He'll also be playing Wentworth in an announced adaptation of Persuasion. Ah. Yeah. Uh, alongside, alongside Joel is Laura Torchia playing Alma and kicking ass in this movie. Horror fans will likely know her best as Connie in Ari Aster's Midsummer, and now probably as Alma in Ben Wheatley's In the Earth. Yeah, she's uh, she's fantastic in this. Yeah, yeah, she 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 kicks this movie's ass. <laughs> yes, she does. She's the winner. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> we should we should really start declaring a winner of this. <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> like uh like that one lady was the the winner in honeydew uh yeah yeah, yeah. that's right alma won this movie yeah no kidding uh, some uh, interesting parallels with honeydew oh yes yes yeah it's it's interesting the things coming out of here all of this cannibalism yeah in this movie wackiness <laughs> Uh, alongside them is Reese Shearsmith. He is playing Zach and stealing a lot of camera focus and looking entirely unrecognizable. When you look up this actor, you're like, that's not that guy. I, I didn't catch what, what was he, who is he from or what's he from? Uh, uh, well, you might know him as Whitehead in A Field from England or A Field oh, in England. Oh. Yeah. 
and we'll get to that like this this director definitely isn't the kind of person that would think using the same actor to play two different characters wouldn't be like filling characters with the same soul or anything like that no not no (laughs) no so look in this one looking very much like uh, a mix between tommy chong and kirk hammett from mctallica whoa (laughs) what a great band (laughs) chong talica (laughs) chong talica (laughs) yes apologies uh sir that i compared you to that lame band (laughs) mr Shearsmith. enter the sand man (laughs) that's right because he is fucking great in this movie yeah yeah reese Shearsmith, not tommy chong no, Tommy Chong can suck it. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm if like, you're talking about a sick ass bong rip, <laughs> yes, he can. <laughs> he certainly can. Uh, oh, and then we also have Haley Squires, who plays Doctor Olivia Wendell. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might know her as Jeannie from Happy New Year, Colin Bursted, uh, <laughs> which starred Killists Neil Maskell and is also a Ben Wheatley jam. Yeah, yeah, she's terrifying. Yeah, she's uh, very disturbing in in a more uh, or a, I guess I could say less overt way that uh, to compared to say Zach. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, she's just really good at looking at you like you're a dead thing already. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, and rounding out the cast is the ever present Clint Manzel, who plays the soundtrack for this movie. Yeah, his he he does a lot of great soundtrack work, and and this is definitely no exception. Uh, yep. par- apparently, there were I don't exactly know how this would pan out, but there are plant sounds used in the soundtrack. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, which I, I don't cool. know which ones are those, but yeah. that's cool that he decided to incorporate that. It's a nice a nice mix of craziness going on in the the soundtrack with pretty cool uh, atmospheric electronic music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will uh, add that the uh, there's some really amazing woodcutting art that's used throughout the movie uh, a, a, that we'll get into, you know, in, in a couple different spots. The the artist uh, responsible for that work is Richard Wells. He's a British artist who uh, does this kind of, you know, folksy sort of occult related woodcutting, old style woodcutting art. Uh, he's he's notably done work for bands and other other big projects uh he did the cover for uh he's done i think the cover art for all the releases for this group called green lung um but they have a they have an album called woodland rights which is pretty much right up the alley of this stuff but Mm -hmm. he did the cover for that and and that's that's where i really kind of i followed him on uh instagram he's great oh cool i had no idea yeah so that's definitely worth checking into that's the uh, that's the picture on the wall and in the book. Mm-hmm. The picture on the wall and the picture in the the book, which I forget what the book was called. It had some crazy name. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you talking about the Malleus Maleficarum? Well, it's, but they call it the Witch's Hammer or something like that. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the Mal- Malleus Maleficarum apparently translates from Latin into Hammer of the Witches. Oh, okay. The that's Hammer right. of Witches. Or oh, okay. Because. Like yeah, the Maleficus Malacarum is an actual was an actual book. Yes, so that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, it's 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 super neat. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, I like Ben Wheatley. Ben Wheatley plays with things that I like. So mm-hmm. so this movie is playing with a lot of toys that I already enjoy playing with. 
Yeah, and he covers he covers some ground that, again that we'll get into. Um, there's a lot of overlap with Honeydew, but but one of the th- like a couple of the things that kind of held me back on rating Honeydew higher than I did uh, are the kinds of things that Ben Wheatley puts in this film, um, mm-hmm. which really hits. I mean, it hits a lot of notes for me. When he's on, he's on. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, this this movie, which is it's it's remarkable in that it probably cost next, next to nothing. It was made during the, an actual pandemic, of course. Yep. And, uh, you know, he, in the credits, he thanks the cast and crew for you know, something like respecting their bubble. You know, they obviously had to create their little safe environment where they probably weren't allowed to veer too far out for the risk of infecting people so that they could kind of work together without masks and all that, which I thought was really cool. Yep. Yeah, apparently uh, part of this this movie came out of his fear that he would never direct another movie again and that Hollywood was over. <laughs> That's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> Which I could see maybe certain kind of substances might make you panic all the way there. Yeah, yeah. And and, and to those fears, I would say that the first fear, um, I, I don't think was probably that well-founded. Well, neither one, but I would be perfectly happy with the second fear coming true. No more Hollywood. Yeah, fuck Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Let's make all of our movies in England now. God, if they're gonna be like this, yeah. <laughs> Just oh yeah, you know movies, those things set in forests with lots of birds. Yeah, <laughs> lots of chirpy, chirpy, and fungi, fungi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one standing stone that you don't ever really get to see all the way. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so that means that both of us liked this movie. You should go watch it before we spoil everything, because we're going to spoil everything, including how dumb we are and stuff. So go go fulfill your dreams out there with this movie and then come back here to have them ruined. Yeah, it's widely available and uh, uh, we highly recommend it. Yeah. So, so go watch it, but first like maybe watch this movie outside and drink plenty of water and open up your mind to the possibility that this world really needs is a, it's a marriage of science and spiritualism and mushrooms and strobe lights, man. For real. Sorry. Okay. No, no, that was it. That was my speech. Okay. Cool. All right. Now you've come back, you've watched the movie. Yeah. And now we're going to talk about it. Oh uh, yeah. What, what what's the one big spoiler, John? Uh, the one big spoiler is uh, the world is potentially, or at least Britain is is potentially controlled by a net of uh, fungus, a, a mat of fungal root systems, referred to as myco mycorrhiza. Yep, and two families die. Is it two? Yeah, uh, we see the remains of one, but I think they mentioned two. Yeah, yeah, because well, we saw we saw the remains of one, and and we then the yeah yeah. So I guess at least two families have died, and he even mentioned that it keeps sending him people. So that is like yeah. not great. Yeah, who knows how many have yeah. died? Yeah, I kept wondering about that. I was like, how would he know where to put the the rocks? But that's because he knows they're all going to the stone. Um, well, that and the, and the you know the the spirit is is communicating through him. I assume. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, because uh, it's leading people towards that location, so it 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 probably he just puts he could probably just put the stone anywhere, and the spirit will lead them directly over it to cut their goddamn foot. Yeah, in horrific Which, fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben Wheatley is a lover of skin flaps. I have that God. note in here. Yeah, no kidding. The yeah. and by the way, the effects which are which are as far as the makeup effects are pretty limited. They don't use a ton of them, but they are fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Really, really good. Uh, really good wound stuff going on in this movie. Yeah, I don't usually cringe at woundy stuff because yeah. they're usually, you know, I mean, they're they run anywhere from like blood that looks like strawberry milk to blood that sprays in a fine mist. Um, and in this case, there's a scene where it. The, the effect looks totally real and was very cringy for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think actually I think, a couple of them really. Yeah. Yeah. This, this movie does good wound business. So, so good wound business. Thank you, Ben Wheatley for great wound business. Um, <laughs> and, and thank you for this awesome movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, after watching this, like I said, I watched uh, those other two movies and I was like, Oh yeah. Flaps of skin. Okay. <laughs> we have a signature. He does like the flaps. <laughs> so let's see. This movie starts off with uh, a lot of soundiness. Like uh, it's like a robotic choir blowing wind through a hole in this standing stone. Mm -hmm. uh, I put a note. Uh, if you activate the standing stone, you'll learn all movie watching skills 20% faster. <laughs> That's a Skyrim joke for you. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> It moves in. There's uh, some slow motion scenes of a hammer hitting rocks and crushing them into little sharp, awesome bits. Would that be shards? Those would indeed be shards, sir. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps cutting them into sh into little awesome shards. I'm sorry, hammering shards. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Get them for your children. <laughs> Um, and it's surprisingly satisfying. I don't know what it is about watching rocks be crushed into sharp little bits, but uh, it's it's very satisfying to watch. It was. It was. It was like like ASMR for lunatics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which I guess you would have. It would be ASMR for lunatics since you can't hear it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Hey. <laughs> Uh, we then see a uh, dirt under the fingernails hand planting the the uh, a rock in the soil, pointy side up, even making sure, like, ooh, boink, boink. Okay, yeah, it's pointy. It's and, pointy. Uh, gross little bugs rise up out of the dirt and stuff and covers it with uh, grass, and that's like, oh, okay, I guess he's trying to grow another rock. Yeah, a rock, yeah. a rock garden. Yeah, a little, little, little bonsai rock garden. Mm-hmm. Must be uh, innocuous. <laughs> uh, then it switches. We see our main character Martin arrives at a lodge. Uh, there's there's lots of lots of veiled talk of like diseasey stuff, and they have to spray him down with what looks like um, roach spray. <laughs> yeah, some kind of big like thing of disinfectant. And the place has been been marked unsafe, and you know, stay away, and all this crap, and it's been shut down. And the the caretaker is is uh happy that they're there sort of because he's getting grant money to um from the government uh because they're doing some experiments on this this mycorrhiza web thing that apparently the creates helps in create this environment where the with super fertile soil 
Yeah, they they won't refer to what's going on as a disease or a pandemic. It's just called the crisis, so mm -hmm. that it's not directly one to one identified with what we actually are going through. Right. Um, but he does. Yeah, the the owner guy says that this place would usually be teeming with holiday makers. They're drawn to it from all over, which comes into play later. Mm -hmm. um, and our main character, Doctor Wendell, or no. No, our main character Martin is here to visit Dr. Wendell. Uh, they're studying studying the mycorrhiza, uh, which is a mutual symbiotic relationship between fungi and plants. Yeah. Uh, it's really cool stuff. It's stuff that I had researched before, and I was very excited to see it in here. Uh, if you want to learn more about mycorrhiza, go ahead and Google Suzanne Simard, S-I-M-A-R-D. She is one of the foremost leading, you know, science minds on the topic, and mm -hmm. you can find all kinds of great information about it from her. Don't go reading forums about it, because that's where you will go wrong. <laughs> You'll get led astray. Yeah, don't <laughs> get led astray on mycorrhiza. That's where you enter into crazy town. Yes, yes, that like people are instantly like, oh, fuck crystals, I want some of this stuff on a necklace. Oh, yeah, 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 there's a whole subculture of, of consuming mushrooms for various health benefits. Maybe don't do that. Yeah, or yeah. do and let us know how it goes. That's true, too. <laughs> Maybe it's great. Yeah. Um, Not that I haven't consumed a mushroom or two for recreational purposes in my time who could say who could say i'm not saying i have yeah i'm not saying i haven't wink wink nudge nudge hey boss <laughs> hey boss suck it <laughs> uh so there's this whole thing where like they're like worried about him uh bringing in disease but they're like it's okay he's been in lockdown for like five months and mm -hmm. They, they do all sorts of tests. He needs, there's this weird, like, I guess, sense of humor moment where he holds up a pee sample cup and he's like, can you direct me to your bedroom? And it just, like, the camera rests on him for a second, like, this is a joke. Mm -hmm. uh, that was weird. <laughs> I like him because he, he just seems to have this, he's in a constant state of what the fuck am I doing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he, he gets squirmy and uncomfortable and squeamish from getting his blood taken. Yeah. Uh, which is great because uh, more things like that are going to happen to him. And they just established that he can't handle anything bad happening to his yeah. body. And that that is the least intrusive thing that happens to him in the course of this film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he meets Alma, the side main character. She offers him tea. She asks if he has any coffee. It's been months since she's had a coffee. And then they talk about Parnag Fag. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, Alma is a park ranger. Uh, yeah, good point. Who works there in that, which I guess is like a national or whatever sort of park in, in Britain. But so yeah, she, they talk about, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Parnag Feg. Yeah, yeah. She's going to be his guide. Like they, they have to like hike into the woods to find uh, his associate, Dr. Wendell. Um, and so she's going to be his guide. And they're talking about Parnag Feg. And it's that awesome painting on the wall. She uh, she tells him that that's a local local myth about a spirit in the woods that helps people. She says that uh, people can sense something in the woods, so it makes sense that they would give that feeling a face. Mm -hmm. and Martin says, "Are we sure she helps people? Because there's all kinds of bad things happening in this picture." Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> good, good, good spot, Martin. Good, good spot. spot. And, yeah. and unfortunately, you didn't act on that. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. 
um, we find out that she recognizes his name, uh, and we find out, but she doesn't know where from, and we find out that he's writing a diary. His blood has tested positive for having recently had ringworm, mm-hmm. which is a fungus and also gross. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, on both counts. Yeah, it's like, I haven't thought about ringworm in a while, but ew. Yeah, pretty yeah. horrible. I may have had that myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be careful when I go to England. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't go, don't go, I don't know, never mind. Tra- traipsing through the woods? Yes, there you go. Don't go hunting the king's deer. <laughs> yes. Um... The doctor tells him that people get funny in the woods sometimes, nerves, uh, and then the music kicks up as they start their journey with lots of electro percussion and chimes. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Enter much Clint Mansell. Yes, very, very much. Not quite. Uh, what is what's his what's his one? Lux Aeterna, mm. but uh, but mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. It's it's its own thing, and it's all accompanied with crazy bird noises because they find out that, uh, or they tell us that, you know, out in the woods, there's just all of the birds. Yeah, apparently, literally all of the birds, because it's like a cacophony of birds. Yeah, and some of them just sound like people screaming. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> Bird shriek. <laughs> um. As they're going along, they find a weird black box with Dr. Wendell's name written in it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that was about. Uh, It's apparently a place where she drops notes to uh, Uh, communicate with the the outside world or the, I guess, you know, back in reality or whatever. That makes sense. So that's her mailbox. It's her mailbox and it's empty. So she's clearly made no efforts to communicate with anybody in quite some time. Wow. That seems really weird because that's like right at the beginning of their journey. It seems like she was just too lazy to go the extra few feet to make it to the outpost. I know. <laughs> she could have folded the note into an airplane and thrown it into the outpost. <laughs> that's when they start doing tent business and Martin can't do tent business. He has all kinds of things like some people are, you know, everyone's good at something and people can't be good at everything while he's just <laughs> not putting his tent together. Well, he's just not good at anything. <laughs> yeah, he's just talking about how it's okay to not be good at putting up tents. Meanwhile, Alma has already assembled her professional, like, one-person sleeper tent and then comes over to help him build his weird <laughs> two- to three-person dome tent that he's decided to bring along. Yeah, and also we, I, we should point out that throughout the th- throughout the hike, you know, he... He's completely exhausted. Every five seconds has to stop, take a break. He's coughing, mm-hmm. um, you know, and he confides in her that, uh, you know, he's not in great shape and has not been working out like he claimed to the, I guess, medic back at the lodge. Yeah, yeah. They asked him if he'd been working out while he was in lockdown. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, all right, we'll still take it easy out there. <laughs> yeah. He, he oh, yeah. Yeah, totally ripped, bro. Yeah. And then he gets up there and he's just like huffing and and limp, limp spined and sniffling and sneezing constantly. Yeah, but it's okay because they make a campfire and have cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. That's when they come across an abandoned tent. Uh, they find a kid's picture book in it. Alma says that she's seen something like this before. 
and that they're close to Dr. Wendell's camp. And so that's whenever he's like, oh, we might, we, that means we're already on top of it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what? It's the mycorrhizal gnat that controls all the trees. Yeah. And uh, she says, oh, that sounds like a brain. And he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, no. Yep. Uh, more good creepy forest noises. Uh, they talk about whether or not people will forget what life was like during the crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which, which I mean, it kind of makes sense because people are pretty forgetful. Um, you know, they kind of, I could see that happening here like 10 years from now when people are like, uh, hey, remember the uh, pandemic? <laughs> yeah. Remember when the whole world went ape shit? Yeah, everything was lost. Yeah. Hollywood stopped. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and she keeps asking him for details about his work, uh, about his uh, relationship with Dr. Wendell and his work history. And mm-hmm. he's always evasive and won't answer anything straightforward. He's just like, oh, yeah, no, it's just personal reasons. It's private. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then they both get the shit kicked out of their heads while they're asleep. Yeah, they're sleeping in their tents, and then they get thoroughly thrashed. Yeah, they they just get pummeled and bludgeoned and, and beaten. This was a, a conservation of um, makeup effects, because when they wake up, it's just like a little bit of fake blood on the cheek, but not like anything wounded. She even emphasizes it by going like, oh, my face hurts, but no one no one looks hurt. They look fine. Yeah, she has like maybe some slight contusion around her mouth, and that's about it. And I thought she might be dead. I was like, "Wow, is he going to kill her this early?" And because the way her arm is like sticking out from her tent, she's like wrapped up in her collapsed tent. And... Yeah, yeah, she she looked really dead, and he he woke up first, and he was like, "Oh, look, they smashed our phones and walkie talkies. They stole the computer equipment. Oh, look, there's Alma. Oh, she looks dead." No, she's fine. She's fine. All is well. Let's never Uh, talk about the fact that we just got attacked. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought was a little strange. Yeah, they they didn't decide that we need to turn back now because also they stole their shoes. Yeah, they stole their shoes. They have no gear. They have, you know, they have nothing to eat. No shelter. Let's venture further into our two-day trip into the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, yeah, I think... You would immediately fashion shoes out of whatever you had laying around uh, and then go back. But instead, they decide to not fashion shoes out of whatever they have laying around and continue to venture forward. Yeah. And this reminds me that I, I, you know, I I think it might be a good idea for me to start a business, a consulting firm for filmmakers, um, so that when they think that their movie is done and ready to be seen by the public, they let me watch it. (laughs) And then I can let them know things like, yeah, by the way, if you had your ass thoroughly kicked in a tent in the middle of the night and all your shit stolen, at the very least, you would talk about it with your other person. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just just might want to add something in there about that. Yeah, have a conversation about it. Yeah, a couple of lines. What the fuck happened? I don't know. I'm an idiot. Let's go deeper into the woods. Yeah. Problem why solved. Would, yeah. Why would they beat us up and take our shoes? Oh, well. Yeah, couldn't couldn't be threatening. Let's move forward. Yeah, let's t- further in we go. <laughs> and he's clearly a, a tender foot, as we say. <laughs> yes, in yeah. our in our native culture. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. We say what is this shit? It's a Boy Scout rank, sir. Oh, nice. 
race. Yeah, you're tenderfoot before second class, which is before first class, which is a weird way to teach boys about classism. (laughs) (laughs) But God bless them for trying. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Uh, So so they go walking around and he's like basically bouncing because he's everything hurts his feet. And she's just, like, stomping forward carefully, like, able to traverse a forest barefoot just fine, because she's a badass. Because she's a badass, just like What's-Her-Balls in uh, in The Empty Man. Yeah, she reminded me a lot of What's-Her-Balls in The Empty Man. <laughs> I can't remember her name. Yeah, because she, like, died instantly. Yeah, that's true. But she, she got... was a royal badass up until that moment. Yeah. Oh, did something emergency just happen? Spring into action, girl? Yeah, yeah. she was awesome. This was her counterpart. Yep. Um, and then he cuts his foot open on something sharp, which us movie watchers know is probably a little piece of rock that's sticking up out of the dirt. It might be a wayward shard planted in the dirt. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> on your wayward shards. Yes. Um, uh, and so she goes to find him a crutch stick and instantly finds one instantly finds a perfectly shaped crutch stick yeah. with an arm arm v shape that he can put his pit in yeah it's per- she, perfect yeah. she finds it in a field of brush far away from the trees and limbs that it would have fallen from <laughs> that's right <laughs> why would we talk about this <laughs> So they keep going, and then she can tell that someone's watching them, and then there's no animal sounds because they sense something, Mm -hmm. and then they see someone sitting down on the ground facing away from them, and as they stand there staring at him, he looks around, stands up, approaches them, and uh, they have a whole conversation. He says that uh, he knew he should help, but he was worried the park, because she's a park ranger, and she wouldn't like that he was living out in the woods. Mm-hmm. that but she in, might make him leave exactly yeah but then he his like conscience won out uh his name is zach and he shows them an, a wound on his arm he was attacked by a man and a woman yesterday he didn't see a kid with them they were like oh yeah we saw like maybe this kid and they're like no there's no kid with them and, mm-hmm. uh but he has shoes for them back at his camp which yeah. is a giant circus yeah he's got quite the he he is a man of many tarps yeah yeah, this is like if if NASA had to build an entire complex, but all they had were tarps. Yeah, it's it's remarkable the number of tarps. Yeah, that this he, has at his disposal. Yeah, he he even says it's a liberation to build your own shelter. <laughs> he is Zach, the man of many tarps. Yeah, yeah, I think it's funny because uh, he was in a field in England. This actor and. Uh, that's a very much more Shakespearean type thing. Mm-hmm. And this is the obviously the most Shakespearean character in this movie. Yeah, he's he's a great character. Yeah. Um, and then he decides, oh, well, I need to to get after uh, Martin's foot wound because it is, quote, flapping about. <laughs> That's right. Enter flaps. Yep. And so he he goes about we, we get really good shots of the horrible foot flap wound and uh, he gets after it stitching it up with some sort of horrible string (laughs) some some string that looks like earthworms yeah it's it's not straight it it like it 
curves back and forth so the whole time that he's like pulling it through the needle hole it's just like flapping up and down it's all right well we we find out later it's it's some sort of animal gut yeah he's been making his own sutures it's amazing lord um and uh and you know (laughs) martin is not having a good time because he can barely deal with having his blood drawn so here's this guy stitching him up without any anesthetic (laughs) he's in so much pain yeah yeah, he's he's really not having a good time. And at the end, the guy, uh, the guy Zach leaves, and Alma takes a look at it, and the stitching is not good. No, no, it's not. <laughs> it looks real bad. Yeah, it is. It is a wound that is like seven inches long, and he just stitched the like top three inches of it, and the bottom half is still just flappy and open. It's like there you go. You're all fixed up. <laughs> It's like he just got tired of stitching halfway through. <laughs> poor dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, poor Martin. <laughs> Things don't go well for him. No. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, thank you, Ben Wheatley. That was good, good, gruesome stitching mess. Yes, and sign, sign of more to come. Yeah. Um, Zach then gives them forage soup and a cup of the Zach special, which is a sweet flower petal drink that he made. That's right. Forage soup. Yeah. I know. I was like, oh, yeah, nothing bad is going to come of this. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is good. It's kind of sweet. I, I like this. And Alma's like, you know, he, he pours them more. Mm-hmm. He's like, says something about it's good to piss clear. Yep. And then as soon as he turns around, you know, Alma's like, don't drink it. Yeah. Here, you can have the rest of mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they've and, apparently had enough. Yeah. He, he brings them shoes, and, and they seem to be the right size. Mm-hmm. And uh, while they're putting their shoes on and lacing them up, he leaves to go get an acoustic guitar because he's a real cool dude. Yeah, they're going to have a jam sesh. <laughs> yeah. So while they're lacing up their shoes, he just starts plucking away at the old six-string. Making and, these weird, yes, like yeah. just open string sounds, and uh, and then they start to struggle tying their shoes. Martin, uh, Martin, yeah, Martin is even like, oh, I'm having a hard time with these laces. <laughs> and then Zach starts talking a load of shit. <laughs> was, that was a great scene because he just realized that. I mean, like you knew it was coming, but he's so good at being menacing and creepy. Yeah, he starts talking about how kindness triggers a social response and and builds trust almost instantly because of the way human psychology is Mm -hmm. that's when you can really really tell that they're not doing okay and alma even like flops out of her chair and starts to try to crawl away as uh as zach is singing like a weird spoken word creepy song about being sleepy (laughs) yeah yeah at this point you know that they're fucked yeah, it's it's super not okay. <laughs> yeah. And that transitions into him dressing them into weird tarp robes. Yeah, they've completely fallen unconscious and he, he drags them into another tent mm-hmm. and strips their clothes off and puts on these crazy white tarp robes. Yeah, yeah. He's like, all I have a wealth of is tarps, so I will turn them into clothes. <laughs> and apparently he's extremely crafty. Yeah. Uh, and then he starts posing them and taking weird pictures of them with like white stuff over their eyes. 
and stitches things into uh, Martin's skin while intense Clint Mansell business is going on. <laughs> yes, it's very bizarre. And then he's taking photos of them posed on the ground. Yep. Yeah, yeah. All all these different poses, and he has like headdresses of sticks that are very uh, um, kill list esque. Yeah. Um, uh, and then he wakes them up, or or they come to, and he starts talking about how photography is like magic, but so is all technology when you don't know how it works. And then he starts showing them the weird pictures that he took of them. Yeah, and because they're fully clothed again at this point. So, you know, all of a sudden they're just like, what the fuck did you do? (laughs) And he's in the pictures, too. That was weird. He's in the pictures with them. He dressed himself up, too. (laughs) So it's like three people posted. They're like, is that us? And he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Show enough. (laughs) Um, Let's see. He... uh... He, he tells them that they're they're being marked. Uh, he's marking them so that, quote, he can see you. Mm-hmm. And uh, asks Martin if he can feel him in the earth. Hey, title. Hello. Hey. And it's it's cool because um, we'll, we'll get more into this later, but uh, uh, so Parnag Feg was referred to as a she by mm-hmm. Alma. Mm-hmm. And then now he's talking about the thing that's in the earth as a he. So. Right. And then it's going to change even more later. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, I thought that was cool because it threw me a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, uh, it took me a little while to catch on that it's like a perceptive. Uh, uh... How's it going? There you go. Okay. <laughs> Ran out just there. <laughs> um, and it, it turns out that he likes to leave them outside under tarps. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, just stuck in their tied to their chairs with blue tarps over them. Yeah, so they look like little pyramids. Yeah, and then he goes and he pulls the tarp off. He asks, "Hey, how are you faring? Are you good? Settling in?" (laughs) He is a horrible human being. Uh, He starts talking about the him thing. He says that Doctor Wendell wants to enslave him. He's not interested in science. He likes art and flattery and sacrifice, and he Mm -hmm. is the thing in the woods. Yeah, Yeah. great, good. (laughs) What could go wrong with this situation? Oh, this sounds delightful. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He says that Doctor Wendell thinks that she can bargain with him, but that he is talking to it uh, to him in a pure way. Uh, by making images and praising and worshiping him. Mm-hmm. And that uh, that he has brought so many people to me in the last few months. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. That's great. So he's just, he's just a uh, spider webbing waiting for people to come his way and <laughs> I guess kill them or something. That's right. Oh, I was just looking over my notes. I forgot. When when he's stitching his foot. Oh god. I was like, I put, what the fuck is with his big toe? <laughs> his big toe is huge. It looks like a penis. <laughs> and then I also said, what the fuck are the stitches made out of ramen? <laughs> that is it. They do look like ramen. They look like noodly ramen. <laughs> Little curly ramen noodles. <laughs> And then they eat soup right after. Mm. <laughs> forage. Just saying. I just foraged this right out of your foot. <laughs> oh. Um. Let's see. We find out that Zach has been reading Martin's diary. 
mm-hmm. and um, it sounds like Zach's or, that Martin's parents died during the crisis. Uh, and he's like, eh, it's weird you chose the wrong branch of science to save them. Mm-hmm. Then he goes like, he says that he's seen inside the world. And even he says that Alma was drawn here to live in the land and asks her if she'd considered what the ultimate expression of that was. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm making flesh what you know is right. Yeah, that was a great line. Yeah, yeah, lots of lots of good lines. There's another one is your world is sleeping and ritual. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of good stuff in here. Yeah, definitely. And he's, yeah, he's talking about like, you know, being in nature away from the the human world and human things and, you know, all this, all this type stuff. Yeah. And then uh, Martin sees that, that uh, Zach has a big scar on his neck. Yeah. I didn't know what that was about. I didn't either because am, am I mistaken? It doesn't come up later, does it? No, it came up before because uh, he, he was like, oh yeah, I can do stitching. I stitch myself up all the time because I'm always getting, you know, caught on things. Oh, okay. And then whenever, whenever he sees the cut on, whenever Martin sees the cut on his neck, he like, he like covers it up and he's like, see, I told you I was always getting caught on things, but that doesn't actually like bring it around to a conclusion. It just, builds on it more but it never come oh no i remember you got you got it i got it what was it <laughs> okay um <laughs> jesus okay so you remember how he at the end of the movie he's all like i wish it could have been me i, I we tried it with me but i wasn't good enough mm, okay that was it yeah yeah okay yeah, that's right. Has he shown? Uh, yeah, he's shown. Uh, he's shown uh, uh, Martin that he has similar uh, markings on his flesh. Yeah, yeah. He lifts up his shirt and he has all these dumbass scars, and it's <laughs> it's the same kind of scars that he's been making on Martin's arm. Yeah, yeah. Gross. <laughs> Thanks so little. Yeah. Oh, good. We're brothers. Great. <laughs> I bet Just we've done you. the same lady. <laughs> Just what I've never wanted. Yeah, this is like the epitome of when you find out that you're that you know someone you're dating like tells you about some of the guys that they used to date, <laughs> and you're like, "How do I fit into this continuum?" <laughs> this is like that the, the extreme. Yep. <laughs> Great. My ex married this fucking clown. <laughs> <laughs> he apparently is running out of sedatives. He has only one left and he grinds them up with a mortar and pestle. Very old yeah. school. Yeah, that was nice. Part of doing that is uh, it knocks down a little tiny saw blade that's there for some reason. Oh, yeah. By the way, he also mentions this. That he talks about this this magician or the sorcerer that went out into the woods and, you know, was a necromancer and, uh, alchemist. and uh, an alchemist and how yep. he he was inducted into stone, transferred into the ancient matter of the forest. Really cool lines. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yep. And that he's trapped here and that people reported sightings of him, like a stranger that helped them when they were lost, but it, that he wasn't trying to help them, that it, it was actually he was asking for help from them. Mm-hmm. And that he's trapped here. Right. And that these pictures are his memories. <laughs> Aw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh my god. And then he yeah, so he he mortar and pestles uh what is probably 
some some sort of fungus it looks like that he's got because he's got a jar of some really horrible looking shit in it or several of them yeah and he also has that like little you know the little uh flat thing of pill pop outs oh yeah that's right that's right so yeah he's making a a horrible little little potion for them and forces them to drink it of course yeah and he's been sedating them regularly this whole time up until this point but apparently he ran out of the good stuff yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's right he had to go to the human stuff (laughs) he's Uh, a real he's a real prick by the way yeah he is he is but he's he's so well-spoken he really is. He's a well-spoken douchebag. Yeah. So they make, they make this plan because they've seen this knife blade that fell, or Alma uh, does really, and it's it's because you know Martin's essentially useless. Well, he's the one that saw the knife fall and pointed it out to her, and then she hatches a whole scheme based on it. That's true. Yeah, she's gonna she's gonna um, what is it? He's gonna. I forget the plan exactly, but she's gonna cut herself loose, and he's. She's going to run and distract Dinkus so that hobbled Martin can get away. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing that bothers Martin. He's like, why would we go in different directions? And she's like, oh, so I can lead him away and then you can get away. And he's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, okay. I like this idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so they they make a plan that they're going to do that. And then they're going to meet up at Dr. Wendell's camp. Uh, Mm -hmm. She tells him to just let go follow the sun and that'll take you there which they're inside i don't know how they know what time of day it is but you know whatever it's not my thing it's not my problem (laughs) who knows what they're hopped up on yeah but first it's foot time oh it's time for the the most horrible thing ever (laughs) so before they can fulfill the requirements of this plan zach comes back and he's like i think your foot's infected (laughs) it's so great the way he handles that yeah yeah, it's just so matter of fact, and like he's he's doing all of this business business with like trying to make sure that the hair is not in his face and stuff. All of these like little dainty motions, and uh, I think we've I think I've got. There's really only two options here. <laughs> yeah, so he's he's gonna amputate just some of Martin's toes. Yeah, just a couple toes. Yeah, not the whole foot. No, it doesn't really explain why amputating a couple toes would have anything to do with that giant flapping vagina wound on his foot. Yeah, you know what you need to do is you need to cut off, you need to amputate the parts that are further down the bloodstream from the infection. (laughs) Correct. Yeah. That should do it. Yeah. Meanwhile, Martin is like, maybe we should just wait and go to a doctor. He's like, no, I don't think so. No, this is the best thing to do. Yeah. I really, I think I'm fine. It really doesn't hurt that much. Look, the more you struggle, the harder this is going to be. <laughs> he says, my axe is really sharp, so you shouldn't feel it. <laughs> my God. And then what follows is one of the most horrific scenes in film history. <laughs> so, so Martin's protesting a lot, quite reasonably, while Zach is trying to get him to stop being annoying. And then he takes a practice swing. He's got he's got Martin's foot up on a fucking log. Up on a stump. Yeah. He, he takes a practice swing like hard into the wood. And Martin is just like, ah. and he's like, no, that was just a practice swing. I was just taking aim. Yeah, he's like, hold still. You know, I gotta get this right. Yeah, he's like, what what's the matter with you? <laughs> and then he takes another one. Yeah. <laughs> He swings and it's another miss. And he was like, all right, this is the one. 
<laughs> Meanwhile, Ala is in the background having a very not good time, and she oh. even finally chimes in. She's like, "Do we really need to do this?" <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> says Martin. Brace yourself. Swing another miss. <laughs> And he goes, he goes, missed, and that's your fault. That was so great. <laughs> that was so amazing. I can't concentrate with all this blabbering. And you can tell at this point, Martin is starting to think he's just kind of fucking with him. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, oh, no, come on. No, no, no. And then chop. <laughs> one toe and half of another one. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, just not full blown toe <laughs> removal, but. There is definitely some reduction of toe having. It is so horrible. Yeah, it like, looks so real, too. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. And he says, half off, and that's on you. Chop <laughs> again. And he gets another toe, but it's further down from the thing. So there's so, still just like flaps had, of toe hanging. Yeah, and these, these giant hack marks in the side of his foot. It is, it's just horrible. <laughs> so good <laughs> I was deliriously happy at that scene I was like wow Ben Ben Wheatley is an evil genius <laughs> we don't get to see him clean it all up but apparently like later we see the foot and he's like made some some pretty clean work of it somehow later yeah I don't know I guess we just don't see the rest of the chop and yeah wow yeah. Um, and so it's later, and Alma is making her escape attempt while Zach is dressing Martin up outside. Uh, yeah. She waits for him to come out and come back, and she sprays uh, photo juice in his eyes or something. Yeah, it was apparently extremely painful. Yeah. And then clobbers him over the head with a big, heavy something. An enlarging machine, I think. Oh. And so he he crumples to the ground. She goes and unties Martin. And that's when Zach is coming after them with an axe and tries to chop at them while they're running away. And they stop him. So he 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 fails, goes back inside as they're not running away very fast at all. No. Um, and then comes back out and he has a bow and arrows. That's, they're like, oh, shit. It's so cool. And he starts shooting arrows at them all of the arrows miss them but do thunk satisfyingly into trees yeah he's really good at hitting trees yeah he can hit every tree he's terrible at hitting people <laughs> yeah not good at that uh so as they're trying to make their two direction getaway martin trips over dead bodies and gets a handful of sausage intestines yeah that was really gross yeah apparently he landed hand first into guts Yes, I hate when that happens. <laughs> oh, not again. <laughs> Just my dumb luck. <laughs> um, there's a scene where uh, he shoots at Alma, and we can see the arrow not hit her. It, like, thunks into a tree, but she falls as if she's been hit. Yeah, that was weird. I guess, like, panic falls? I don't know. Yeah, or, like, maybe she was bailing on Martin. <laughs> Who could say? Yeah, who really knows? Um, but he, uh, Martin, then, like, heroes up and tries to get Zach's attention. And and that's when um, Zach screams, Martin! And then the flappy head wound starts <laughs> just dispensing blood. 
yeah, that was great. I guess the the pressure from screaming made the blood just squirt out of his head flap. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was completely a, a like a blood pressure situation, and then it just like just just like a soda fountain coming out of there, <laughs> and it's so good because it's it's a big open flap, and you can like see skull underneath the yeah, wound. It was really well done. Oh, so good, good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's quality. Um. And so apparently that gives him enough pain that Zach can, or that Martin can run away. So Zach gives slow chase with an axe. And now there's a very long woods chase scene. Martin finds a wire and it leads to a microphone hiding in a tree and he talks into it and asking for help. Mm-hmm. And then he, uh, the voice comes back telling him to leave this private property. We see that there are speakers strapped to the trees. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's, uh, crawling away uh, while Zach's axe is making swooshy sound effects through the brush and uh, he sees that he's in tree speaker territory mm-hmm. while dis- distorted guitar noises happen and at this point we're halfway through the movie yeah yeah and then we start seeing the the weird strobe lights yeah it's getting dark outside and and Martin finds one of those like big standing lamps, but it's doing strobe light business. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're all wrapped in plastic and strange looking. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and so now, now the, the forest chase sequence is at night with strobe lights going on. Yeah. By the way, this, from this point forward, if you have issues with flashing lights or you, you know, anything like that and it causes you to be dizzy or anything, just stop the movie right now. Yeah. If you've ever had a seizure, maybe don't watch this movie at all. Yeah. yeah. Just read about it. Yeah. Because, because uh, Ben Wheatley does not give a shit about you. <laughs> no, you are in big trouble. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> um, and that's where we get the, the like, the like cover photo shot, which is uh, Zach bat backlit holding an axe in mm-hmm. the woods. Um, nice shot. Yep. Uh, lots of Clint Manziel doing robo mouthy helicopter music. <laughs> That's right. Um, and then then weird other things start popping up between the the strobes with like uh, I don't know all kinds of all kinds of weird not real stuff nonsense going on. Yeah, there seems to be, you know, I guess the implication is that that Martin is through the through the pattern of flashing lights and these these strange sounds and and God knows what else is interfering with him is causing him to have this sort of hallucinatory bout of madness. Yeah. You see like little flashes of things that are like could be roots or veins and a spider's legs and like all kinds of weird shit just kind of flashing. Yeah. And so, so Zach decides to counteract the effects, the effects of the strobe lights with a flare. That's right. A bright red flare, which gives off really cool smoke. Yeah, really cool smoke and, and little, little magnesium like droplets falling off, burning out before they hit the ground. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Um, and that's when, I guess, somewhere around there, Zach stops hunting Martin and starts just like talking to him. Uh, what do you want from me? Let me give it to you type stuff. Mm-hmm. And Martin finds his way to the standing stone. And then the music gets all triumphant for a second and then screamy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a rough time for Martin. Yeah. Martin's not having a good day. No. <laughs> this is not his favorite camping trip. 
Yeah, this has very little to do with crops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he gets rescued by a biohazard suit lady, and mm-hmm. she gives him the old nostril test and checks it instantly before uh, taking her mask off, and she's all like, it's you! Or he's all like, it's you. One of them says it's you, I don't remember. Yeah, and it's like, and of course we realize that this is uh, this is Olivia Wendell. Dr. Doctor, Wendell. Dr. Wendell. Um, we see Zach is screaming in the forest while blood is just pouring out of his head flap. <laughs> and he shoves the nearest wad of moss into the wound. Yeah. Natural healing. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Wendell brings Martin back to the camp, turns off the strobe lights, and makes the music more normal. Yes. Yeah. This Thank is one you. of the things that parallels with Honeydew a little bit in that it's really hard to tell the difference between what we're hearing and what mm-hmm. they're hearing. Right. There's there's lots of, oh yeah, I'm playing music over these speakers, but there are times at which it's obvious that what we're hearing isn't the music that's playing over those speakers. Right. Yeah. Which was which was kind of confusing, but I guess maybe also on like intentional. Yeah. To, cre- to create that sense of confusion. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I don't know. I guess, I, I yeah. Yeah, uh, Ben Wheatley said that he wanted to make the kinds of movies that he wants to watch, and I, I think he really wants to get high and watch this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he's getting high. Alma finds her way to the camp during the ominous music at night, mm-hmm. and Martin finds her. Alma, it's you! And uh, then Sorry! Yeah. <laughs> Next morning, Dr. Wendell is acting weird, and she's like, sorry, I haven't talked to anyone in months. There was no way of warning you about how dangerous Zach had become. They, uh, she, they tell her that he's killed one family, maybe more. We find out that Zach is her ex-husband. Mm-hmm. And then they look at Martin's foot, and she's like, it needs cauterizing. He's like, you're going to burn me. Oh, by the way, <laughs> this is all in British accent. Yes, yeah. that was uh, that was that was a great scene because it's like, oh, great, here we go again. Yeah, it's, it's the exact same setup. All right, we found a camp. They need to do fucked up shit to my foot. Oh, <laughs> Martin is the <laughs> most unlucky person ever. Um, Alma says that she saw something in the woods last night, but she doesn't know what it was. Uh, we find out that Doctor Wendell's the experiments that she was doing, the reason why she came out here failed. And um, then she cauterizes his toes. With a blowtorch. Yeah, a blowtorch and just a little piece of handy toe-shaped metal that she had lying around. <laughs> just just handy to brand cauterize his foot wound. <laughs> and uh, he, like, falls all the way out of his chair this time. So I yeah, guess, he passes out. Yeah. Um, and when he comes to it, he's even like, I can't feel anything. They're like, yeah, that's probably good. <laughs> At this point, that's probably for the best. Yeah. Um, Alma gets suspicious about her experiments because she's like, "Eh, I thought you said your experiments failed. And she was like, oh, yeah, but let me tell you about this new shit I'm on. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You're going to love this. Yeah. She, uh, so while she was failing at her actual work, she found the stone. She thought it was weird. Like, how could she have possibly missed it? Because it's this huge stone that's just right there. Mm-hmm. It's on none of the maps, apparently. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then the markings on the stone led her down a rabbit hole of research until she found this book, which, what? Yeah. Like, but, yeah. She, I didn't get that. Yeah. 
I like, like found it where in her ass. Yeah, maybe it was just hiding in the hole in the middle of the stone. Yeah, that I, that was the thing. Was this? I mean, she's been out there. I assume since the uh, pandemic started. So it's not like she just went into the town and, you know, went to the library and found the Maleficus Mellifarum or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> Melicarum. Yeah. In the local library. Yeah. Um, so who knows? Well, I mean, it is England. If you were going to, if That's there was true. ever a local library that was going to have that, it'd be there. That's true. And if all, and all, if all else fails, the stone giveth. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. The stone do not taketh away. <laughs> Too much. No. Just a few toes. And some sanity. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, the book includes the Malleus Maleficarum, plus other older nonsense, including a section about the forest and Parnag Feg, which means sound and light. Yes, and it, by the way, listeners, <laughs> that sounds so threatening, motherfuckers. No, uh, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> by the way, listeners, if any of you happen to have a copy of this Maleficus Maleficarum, um, with all the addendums, of course, attached, yeah. uh, send index. it on. Yeah. 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 Just Xerox it and send it our way. I, I bet, I bet you can find it online. I bet there's like a library that has like the PDF going on of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're probably right. Cause, uh, that's gotta be some really good shit in there. <laughs> Just quality. <laughs> Um, let's see. So she thinks that Parnag Feg isn't a person, that it's a process. Yeah, that's an interesting idea. Mm -hmm. And so that's what she's doing. But first, she has to dig open Martin's arm stitching. <laughs> because we're not done fucking with Martin yeah. yet. Hey, Martin, let's do more bad shit to your body. So she has to basically, like, saw through his uh, stitches that are real tough. And she digs out a nice little charm bracelet item. Yeah, it was like a fish charm. Yeah, or or a pretty feather. I don't know. Oh, maybe but... it was a feather. I don't know. It whatever it was, it didn't really like. It should have been like a mushroom or something, right? Like something more appropriate to the story. Yeah, instead of just uh, whatever whatever the last lady Zach killed had been wearing. Yeah, it was like a clown squirting water out of his flower or something. It's like <laughs> what the what does this have to do with it? <laughs> well, she's like, I wouldn't try to make sense out of it. He's crazy. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. she is right about that. Except, of course, that she's crazy. Yeah, she's also crazy. She says he's trying to make meeting where there is none. And it's a psychological problem with humans to try to turn everything into a story. And that Zach has abandoned science and replaced it with idolatry. Yeah, which which is totally understandable, except Alma is way on top of that. And she's just totally like... What what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, she's like, and you're doing rituals from a book. Yeah, and she's and she's like, she always has these excuses where she's like, well, sometimes the book is just faster. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, of course. Yeah, sure. Sometimes I curtail science and go to my book of the witch's hammer because yeah. <laughs> it's faster. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is where I started getting uh, Black Mountainside vibes because uh, ah, there's yeah. all of this stuff with this fucking stone and there are times where we like see the top of the stone and it has a hole in it and there are other times that we just see the bottom of the stone and yeah. it's just kind of there. We never get one whole shot of this fucking stone. Yeah, and then there's that whole scene where that deer is just standing there <laughs> talking to them. <laughs> 
and it looks real bad. I was like, where did this fucking deer come from? <laughs> Teddy must have borrowed it. Hey, are you guys done with that deer? Because I'm about to make one myself. Do you see it, Martin? <laughs> Do you see most of the stone? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> but not all of it. Uh, we find out that Martin has very special flesh, that the infection takes to it like a dream. <laughs> I, which I guess, yeah, I didn't really get that. Was that because of the ringworm or something? I, I guess it was that his wound that the guy gave him was infected. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, but he, he even like says something like, oh, God. And she like looks up at him and she's like, yeah, he's not here. And it's like, oh, come on, movie. What are you doing? I know. That's just move it uh, along. Yeah, that's uncomfortable, guy. Yeah. Then we get the, the first dose of uh, musical stylings of DJ Dr. Wendell. Yeah, that's what I, that's basically what I put. Yeah. She's like she's like DJ for the woods. Yeah. She's like a DJ if all she had was like five different soundboards and that's what she's using. Just all knobs and dials. <laughs> that's right. She's just she's just cutting it up. Yep. <laughs> she's got microphones everywhere. They are recording the tree noises, and they then make the strobes light up in reaction to the noises that the trees make. Mm -hmm. uh, she says that trees can control some of the sounds the branches make, and there is a pattern that she's used to make a language. This movie is the perfect example of, I mean, these are all ideas that have, have been kind of, you know, touched on before in other things, but usually they come off as pretty stupid, you know, <laughs> they because they are fairly goofy, you know, but the way it's handled in this movie, it's, it's, you're, it's plausible like for the story and it, it works it's it's not you know as goofy as it is if you actually think about it, it it's like well if we have this combination of strobe lights and crazy electronic music <laughs> we can talk to the to the web of of root plant roots and fungus it's like okay that's really stupid but actually it's really cool yeah <laughs> i'll think it's stupid later but now i'm watching this movie and it's great yeah, it's a testament to uh, Ben Wheatley knows how to make a good movie. Yeah. So it turns out that uh, when they tried one of the rights in the book before, uh, they pushed it too far, and Zach has never been the same. And in <laughs> fact, he's so not the same that he ran away into a neighboring valley and became a wild man. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was strange. I guess he's, like, scared of her camp, right? Or is he just put off by what she does because he doesn't agree with it because he doesn't come around. He doesn't come around. Uh, well, she even says later that the spores chased him off. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's there's all kinds of stuff, but yes, we, uh, what we are going to be finding out relatively soon is that a sacrifice must be made. And apparently it's a neck cutty situation. Mm. And that's what that scar on, on Zach's neck was. So that's when they pushed it too far last time was when they decided to sacrifice him to the <laughs> stone. And he has never been the same. No, no, he has not. Yeah. They were romancing the stone. Oh shit. <laughs> Oh, wow. Suddenly this movie makes way more sense. 
Uh, so, and then Michael Douglas comes out. <laughs> good. And also some actress. Yeah, some lady who yeah. now looks like a man. Oh, good. <laughs> Dr. Wendell thinks that the mycorrhiza could span the entire country, and she is on the cusp of a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very exciting. Yeah. Great time to be here for all yeah. of us. Absolutely. Great time to be here. It's very exciting, and in no way... Does any of this imply that Dr. Olivia Wendell is batshit crazy? Yeah, no, she's the same one here. Yeah, yeah. that's right. She's the voice of reason in <laughs> science. Yeah, Alma mentions that we can't stick around for scientific breakthroughs. Zach is obviously going to come here and kill us. We have to go. <laughs> to which Martin says, quote, she has a point. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, the master of understatement. <laughs> So Dr. Wendell, like, walks away, and Alma's like, I don't trust her. It doesn't make any sense. It's obvious that they're still working together. He's like, oh, what would that be like? Um, she tries to get him to, like, tell tell her more information about their relationship, and he's like, no, that's private. Yeah. It's like, dude, really, you're being cagey at this point. <laughs> this is, it's not okay. And she's like, all right, fuck you, dude. I don't care. We have to leave. So he goes to talk to Dr. Wendell. Um, she that this when she says she thinks it's strange that this rock isn't on maps. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, maps, those things that tell you where all the rocks are and how they look. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the he, rock map. Yeah. Whoa. Dr. Ver, Dr. Dr. Oliver Wendell Holmes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, that drove me nuts throughout the movie. I finally got it out. I feel better. Nice. <laughs> is that, what is that? Oliver Wendell Holmes? Yeah. I don't even remember who that is. It just reminded me of, like, Olivia Wenda, Wendell reminded me of that that oh. uh, person that I'm going to look up while you're talking. Okay. <laughs> well, then I'll stop looking it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Um he he admits to thinking about her during the lockdown and she cuts him off to say did the thought grow inside you like a seed yeah a voice right. in your head you couldn't deny and martin's like um maybe <laughs> martin do you like my british accent yes do you like my five stray gray hairs <laughs> And it wasn't odd when you looked me up in Wikipedia and found out I was only 33 years old. <laughs> oh, oh, by the way, Oliver Wendell Holmes Sr., oh. American physician, Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr., oh, the God. one I was referring to, former Associate Justice of the Supreme Court. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's great. I know nothing about American history. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, go listen to More Perfect, the podcast about the Supreme Court. It's funny because I was like, isn't he a Supreme? No, I'm not going to say it because I'll be wrong and look like a fool. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed because it really sounds like a good name for like a serial killer. Yeah. Well, that's because for some reason, whenever you talk about serial killers, you have to read like read out their entire name. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's just like some weird honorific that I've never understood. Yeah. And they're all, all of them. They have the middle name Wayne. <laughs> that's right. Oliver Wayne Holmes. Yes. Um, uh, let's see. She, she, uh, she thinks that the mycorrhizal network brings people to the stone the same way that it redistributes forest resources. And she asks them, did you have re ringworm 
lately? He's like, maybe, yeah. She's like, well, Zach and I did. Uh, and she thinks that it pushed their bodies towards obsession and love, and you can't fight it. Yeah, that's using, it's using, uh, you know, kind of like the lang- a language that would attract a human to a place. Yeah. It's something that, that is, you know, of, of utmost importance to them, that they, they basically can't say no to it. Yeah. And all this time she's pulling up huge globs of fungus out of the ground. I know. That was like, <laughs> wow. What is she cleaning gum off the base of the rock? What yeah, is that? Jesus. And you might want to be careful. I think it might need those. <laughs> yeah. How do you think that thing stands up? <laughs> um, and then now it's time for all of the mushrooms to turn into smoke machines. Um, oh, that was awesome. Yeah, it's like if if uh, like this would be the ultimate vapor's dream where it's just <laughs> magic mushrooms <laughs> puffing smoke machine high nonsense into the air. Nature's trick contest. Bruh! <laughs> I'm going to smoke this mushroom and read Lord of the Rings or some shit. <laughs> uh, that's when we find out that going into the shroom spore cloud causes electronica to happen and you fall down. Yeah, if yeah. you that's right. If you walk into the walk into the spore mist, you are transported to the 90s techno scene. Yes. <laughs> And they're all like, why didn't you tell us about that? She's like, oh, sorry, didn't I? Oh, my bad. (laughs) It's just so many stories to tell. So many spores. Uh, Alma wants to use the hazmat suit to get out, but Dr. Wendell thinks that uh, the spores will get through the filter and that it's fine, just wait it out, because last time it only lasted for a day. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when they spot a a, a wicker man uh, stick statue uh, in the forest. Yeah, uh, which means that Zach can come and get them at any time. Yeah, that was that was kind of weird. Yeah, uh, so Alma suits up biohazard style and goes for a walk through the sport cloud and gets real high. Yeah, she is tripping balls. Yeah. To that effect, we get a whole lot of being high music and screen woe business. Yeah, that was uh, that was a messed up section there. Yeah, yep. And uh, so they 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 tied a rope around her and they dragged her back. They take the the mask off of her and she is full blown amazing actor, like weeping. Yeah, just hysterically out of control. Yeah, not sobbing, not crying, weeping. Um, and just like blabbering, basically trying to explain what she just experienced. Yeah. They ask her what she saw and she's like, it was everything. It's only pretend it looks like a human, but it's not. Yeah. That was pretty intense. Yeah. And I made the note, uh, John, could you imagine being that high on hallucinogens and then being dragged backwards by a rope tied around your waist? Uh, only only in very loose terms could I imagine that. 
that's probably the true most horrific idea in this whole movie is getting that tripped up and then actually being dragged backwards by something around your waist. Yeah, she was in quite a state. And I have to say she's a fucking trooper because she really rebounds in the next scene. Oh, yeah. She bounces back. No problem. Like she just needed a, a orange wedge and a glass of water and then she's fine. <laughs> Yeah, she is a she is a lysergic warrior. <laughs> uh, that's when we find out the cloud has started creeping in closer towards the camp, and they think that by a certain point it will cover the whole camp, and they'll all be stoned. <laughs> yes, beyond beyond repair. Man, I'm terrified of this great time we might be about to have. I know. I was kind of like, what are what are we fighting here? Yeah. Being one one with the woods? Oh no. Yeah, and it really says something because now we see that uh, Zach is out in the woods with a flare, so he is able to just walk through this stuff all the time. That means he is like probably in a perpetual state of just one with naturing. Yeah, he's he's completely given himself over to it. Yeah, uh, Doctor Winderill says I have to go talk to him. He's never come this close to the camp before. She comes back and she's like, he wants to talk, and it takes a little while before we realize that when she says. He wants to talk. She's not talking about Zach. She's talking about the thing in the woods. Yeah, I, I got that wrong at first. Yeah. Um, so she has to make a batch of mushroom milk. Yeah, it looks so gross. Yeah, I, it really looked unpleasant. Yeah, a, a nice just uh, no. And Martin's having the same thought because apparently he's going to be the sacrament. Someone has to go to the stone, take the sacrament, which is the mushroom milk. And um, she even says something like, ah, oh, the book is the most direct route. Um, yeah. And, and also, I mean, really, if you think about it, Martin, you're essentially useless. So yeah. we can lose you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, we find out that um, Dr. Wendell thinks that like the goal of talking to all of this almost like what's what's even the point what are you expecting to hear back and she's like well i thought it would be obvious it's gonna tell us how we can all live together without it, uh, uh, destroying each other it's like oh okay <laughs> yeah yeah that's what's gonna happen yeah that was obvious this whole movie building towards that obviously <laughs> yeah it's all about saving humanity yes so, so Martin and Alma go to the stone. Martin's like looking at the mushroom milk and he's like, on a scale of one to 10, how bad does this really look? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah. And uh, he's like, yeah, no, it'll be me. I, I owe you one. And she says that you don't have to, you don't owe me one. It's fine. And he was like, oh, okay, you want to drink it? <laughs> yeah, that she's was like, great. She's like, mm, no. <laughs> nope. Because you owe me one. So he drinks the magical mushroom Wilk while being uh, while accompanied by the musical stylings of DJ Dr. Wendell. That's right. Correct. Um, Alma waits with him while he trips absolute balls. <laughs> yes. Yes, he does. Uh, um, he's thinking about his parents looking and not really seeing anything. But we see, he <laughs> as he looks out into the forest, we see a single strobe profile of Zach with his axe. And then he's gone again. Yeah, that's so fucked up. <laughs> uh, it's so good at this. All, everything from here on out is just great. Oh, yeah. Um, we find out that something tripped lamp 15, and so Alma has to go fix it. And that's when Alma gets what I put as a, a right bonking by Zach. <laughs> she did, indeed. Yeah, bonked right on the back of the head. 
And then Zach comes for Martin. Martin tries to crawl away. He grabs a stick on the ground and just vaguely slaps towards Zach with it. <laughs> I put the note on this lol. <laughs> yeah, it was great. He just could barely even like hold the stick. Yeah. All of his strength went into one little flimsy wrist motion. <laughs> he probably thought he was heroic at that moment, too. <laughs> Look at me, I'm the master of all. <laughs> uh, we see that Wal- uh, Alma has woken back up and she's making her way back to camp. Uh, we hear Zach explain that the mycorrhiza always ask a price of the host. And we know that they're going to sacrifice Martin so that Zach can speak to it. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out that it, this is where we find out that it wouldn't accept Zach. And it must be Martin's special flesh that he has. <laughs> That's right, which is dumb. Yeah, it's super dumb. But that does explain why he has that uh, <laughs> that sacrifice wound on his neck, does Martin. That's true. Or yeah. does Zach. Zach, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's when Alma comes across Dr. Wendell, who has abandoned her DJ station and replaced it uh, with a keyboard, where she is doing a whole bunch of Stevie Wonder head nodding business and yeah in her private tent yeah yeah in her tentsturbation yeah just full of photos and oh good she's in on this silly game yep she is surrounded by all of the weird photos that zach has been taking and is just playing a song yep and as alma had predicted they are basically working together yep Yep, and uh, this is where I finally put it all together. I was like, oh, it's like Close Encounters. You've got the strobe lights, and now you've got the, the music thing going to talk to it. Cool. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's not uh, it's not space aliens. It's dirt aliens. Great. That's <laughs> great. Dirt yeah. aliens. Yeah. Sorcerer-driven dirt aliens. Yeah, yeah. Close Encounters of the Negative Third Kind. <laughs> close Encounters of the Dirt Kind. <laughs> It's just how do I how do I make these mashed potatoes go down? <laughs> do I stick my dick in them? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Spider baby callback. <laughs> Doctor Wendell turns around. She puts on her creepiest expression and says, "I told you not to come in here." Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, Zach can hear them fighting over the speaker system and. He kicks Martin in the face before going to help. (laughs) Um, Alma apparently, you know, kicked Dr. Wendell's ass because Dr. Wendell's just like limp on the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, So so Zach goes to fight her and they they get into a tussle and he's about to knife stab her when she shoves a tent stake into his eye. Oh, and boy, do they show it. Oh, it's so good. I love this scene. So he's stumbling around with a tent tent stake sticking out of his eye. And he has obviously like lost some cognitive ability because he's not. He says, what have you done? That's how accidents happen. And he looks at himself (laughs) in the mirror. He's like, I think I had. No, you have to take me to a hospital. (laughs) That was that was amazing. So good. The, He's like tugging on it, like kind of fingering it. Like it's just, it's so horrible. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like trying to see if he can pull it out of the eyeball, but uh, instead the eyeball is just coming with it. Uh, it's so good. And then what happens next, John? 
Oh, she she hammers it into his skull with the heel of her hand. <laughs> she just raw charges at him and shoves it the rest of the way. <laughs> that was so satisfying. Oh, it's such a good scene. Alma's such a badass. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> we don't really get a whole lot of action movie business in there, but like this is like I would watch the the Alma Park Ranger action series of movies. Oh man, that would be she's the best. <laughs> We love Alma. <sighs> um, we hear Dr. Wendell saying some weird things. Uh, Alma goes looking for them. Dr. Wendell is snuggling Martin up against the stone, and she's talking about how he's trusting in the perfect vessel. Uh, Dr. Uh, Alma rips Dr. Wendell away from Martin, and Dr. Wendell wanders off with her arms spread all glee-faced, Mm-hmm. And uh, it would seem that perhaps Martin's neck has been cut open with the knife that Dr. Wendell had. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we get um, two solid minutes of on-screen high business. Absolute, like, <laughs> the ultimate tripping balls of all time. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, lots of lots of flashes to things that happened earlier in the movie, including like the show, the stones getting chipped. Mm-hmm. Uh, full-blown kaleidoscope nonsense. Yeah, fractalized uh, images from, you know, like people hiking that, that kind of roll off into the, peel off in these weird fractal shapes and stuff. Yeah, and and the music goes up and down. At one point, it quiets down, and it just focuses on Alma's face with a, like, liquid droplet filter, and mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it's, uh, and then all of a sudden, it, it stops, and it's quiet, and it's just a shot of trees seen through the hole in the standing mm-hmm. stone. Yeah. And breathing noises. That was that whole bit was fantastic. <laughs> uh, and now we see Alma. She's blissed out of her mind in in a field, and birds are singing. And Doctor Wendell is standing somewhere like a chicken staring at the rain, and collapses as she says thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Alma walks over to Martin. He wakes up, looks up at her, and. She says, let me guide you out of the woods in a multi-thing voiced, like, possession slash kindness. Yeah, that was so strange. Yeah. And uh, movie over. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was epic. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, um, I... I got real tired of the high on-screen business. Like, uh, that's not my cup of tea. <laughs> the trippy effect thing? Yeah, yeah, like the the whole, like, kaleidoscope, and it, it took so long, and it would have, I feel like it would have been one thing if it had been the only part in the movie where it happened, but we'd already gone through, that would have been, like, at least the third, maybe fourth session of trippy on-screen getting high business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that's true. It is, yeah, it does happen a lot. Yeah, so I... I was tired of it at that point, but it was definitely the longest one of the, of them. Yeah. The longest and, and most visually elaborate. I mean, it was, you know, it was kind of like, it's kind of like the 2001, you know, crazy trippy scene at the end when, uh, what's his nards goes through the, the gauntlet of psychedelic effects. Yep. Space baby. Yeah. And so, so okay, so at the end, mm-hmm. uh, Alma is now what one with the she has communed with 
the wood spirit. So, yeah. Is she the, is she the embodiment of the wood spirit? Either she is the embodiment with the wood, sp- uh, uh, with the, or possessed, something along those lines. Uh, I think it goes back to him talking to her about her coming here to live in the in the forest and mm. uh, what the fullest expression of that would look like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think she is is either the the vessel or taken over by it or it could just be that you know martin's tripping balls yeah that's right but i don't think that's what uh i don't think that's what old benno was going for no i think she's she's like the human representative for the forest yeah and and she's she's gonna guide martin out because his role is done i guess yeah yeah or or also like if it is the thing that that you know the 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 thing from the earth is going to guide people on how to live together without destroying each other. Then her saying, let me guide you out of the woods is Mm. literal and metaphorical. Like, yeah, Yeah. I'm going to get you out of this forest, but then you're going to go out and fix everything. Yeah, that's true. But who could say, no, I think you're right. I mean, that's now that you say it, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. So, so there's all kinds of stuff. I, I, I enjoyed this movie. Not, fully there there were drawbacks for me mm-hmm. um but but i thought it i thought it was great I, yeah yeah i enjoyed it quite a bit i i uh i really liked the feel of it uh i i thought it looked great and the sound design was good i thought the i thought the trippy effects were you know kind of a little mundane they've been done before uh but overall i think everything was handled well he got some really great performances and he kept things open enough like there you know there there was no point at which you see some spirit or some dumb shit he just he avoided all of that which was i'm so glad he did yeah yeah because it would have totally detracted yeah Yeah. it would have just yeah it would have taken away from it so that was that i appreciated quite a bit but yeah I, i really enjoyed it yeah yeah i um yeah for for me the um the trip sequences just kind of feel a little overplayed and a little cheap. Like it's there to replace storytelling. Yeah. Um, and I've seen, I've seen a lot of movies recently with very similar scenes in them, including field in England, but yeah. also, um, uh, I don't remember the names of them, so I won't go too into it, but uh, there's, there's a couple other movies with kind of similar themes. Uh, there's one that, I don't know if it was, if I, I don't remember. It was thought on one of the services. And I'm not going to name it anyway, but, um, but it was, it was basically that kind of a story where this guy goes out into the woods and he's a researcher and, and very similar. Then he, he finds out that the, the woods are out in the woods is some sort of, you know, intelligence or some sort of something that he's, you know, tuning into and, you know, that there's a reason behind all this crap and all it's very similar. Is that the Alchemist Cookbook? No, that, I've seen that one. That one's that one's more strange, that, um, but but definitely along a similar line. It's just that's like micro budget, uh, uh, you know, like very 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 tiny budget. But worth seeing. It's an interesting film. Hmm. I didn't love it, but it was pretty good. And then there's another movie called uh, There's a movie called Haga Hagazusa, I believe it's. Called. Oh, I have not seen that, but like I've been drawn to it like a stone because of its awesome name. 
great name and I really enjoyed it a lot. It's got it's more of a like a witchcraft themed thing and it takes place more in like medieval times or like a renaissance period. Um uh but there's there's kind of a similar feel. I mean it's a it's a thing that this folk horror genre, you know, and and there's there's enough of these films now that it's branched into subgenres or or you know, little thematic areas and this is one of those those roads that it goes down this this kind of communing maybe through through fungus or you know through some sort of way where where you know the there's more going on in the woods besides just a collection of individual organisms that they're all tied together in some way whether it's supernatural or totally natural but it just hits us as, as supernatural all that kind of stuff all those kind of things are have popped up quite a bit in films recently, which I kind of curious what the, why that stuff is so compelling to us at this point in our highly technical, like everything is technology based world. Uh, but I mean, I love that kind of stuff. I love those movies. And obviously I'm not the only one cause you know, these people are making them. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Ben Wheatley even said like, this is the type of movie that he would want to watch. So this is the type of thing that he's obviously into, especially if you go back and, and watch a field in England, which is a field full of mushrooms that make people trip balls. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was, yeah, I thought it was really cool. It's like he, he, uh, I had issues with a field in England. I thought it was cool, but I just kind of felt like it didn't really go anywhere. It just kind of meandered a little bit. And it literally did not go anywhere. It stayed in one place. <laughs> That's true. And it, 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 it was, I mean, it was kind of an extremely dark comedy though, but, but it just, I, I didn't, I don't feel like it ever really found its footing quite, at least not for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, more experimental, I thought, than, than an actual narrative. I am glad that he decided to uh, not include the like genital warts as much in this movie as in a field in England. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Thank you, Ben. Thanks. We, we do appreciate that. We all grow as artists. Good. <laughs> Less genital warts. Yes, that's the message we're trying to get across, there, folks. <laughs> uh, so, John, if you had to give this movie a rating between zero and five, what would you give it? I am going to give it, I've been torn between a four and a four and a half. Um, I think I'm going to give it just, just based on my personal uh, liking of it. I'm going to give it the four and a half. Nice. I, I think that uh, it, it just hits a lot of notes that it, it, it's, it was one of those movies that really just kind of fit the bill for me. And I was, I was a little concerned because Ben Wheatley doesn't always hit the mark for me, but when he does, he does it very well. And I had read quite a bit about this film um, and was under the impression that it, it probably was going to be something I liked, but I was concerned because you never know. Yeah. You know, you never know. Sometimes the critics are just are completely deliriously stupid. So (laughs) I didn't know how that was going to go, but as it turned out that I agree with them and this movie is really great. That's excellent. Yeah. I, I gave it a, a four out of five, there were, uh, uh, along with the trip sequences, there were there were other things that just felt fell a little bit flat for me. But I mean, it's still it, for me. It's it's a four out of five. It was just so that that stuff was a little bit tiring and and took me out of the full enjoyment of it. So mm-hmm. so it's you know it's it's not all the way to greatness, but it's it's still a really great movie. And uh, 
solid recommend from the both of us. So that gives it a eight and a half out of 10 total. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. I think that's, that's pretty good, pretty good uh, cumulative rating. I think that's pretty fair. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I totally understand what you're saying. I mean, there, there, there was a little bit of, you, you know, this being retread and, and I, I tend to find trippy scenes to be pretty, uh, uh, well, there's of course a huge one in Midsummer as well, but I, fi- I tend to find the trippy scenes to be a little bit tedious as well. Yeah. Um, I think why I'm why I'm a little bit more forgiving is just just because it, it hit a lot of notes for me that as just and that's just a personal thing. It could could have like if it, if those notes didn't really necessarily hit those personal things, I still would have probably liked the film, but I, I wouldn't have liked it quite as much. So I think that's that's the difference there. Well, that's excellent. Um, So you guys need to go uh, study, like read a bunch of stuff about Mycorrhiza because they're awesome. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to be doing. Yeah, it's 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 really, really cool. And uh, they're still uncovering how it works. They don't you know, it's it's a relatively recent discovery. Yeah. Wow. John, if you had to co-host a movie review podcast Mm-hmm. where instead of horror movies, it was one other type of movie. Mm-hmm. What type of movie would that podcast be? Uh, probably would be science fiction movies. Yeah. That's a good one. That's easy. It's a, it's horror adjacent. It is horror adjacent. And, and it's, it's, it, there's so much stuff there that, that I would enjoy talking about. Um, but at the same time, I mean, you know, I watch all kinds of films. So, I mean, I guess I, I, it just seems like that would be one that would be really fun to talk about. I think so, too. Uh, all the way the old school, the like old, like, oh, Rocket to Venus. Yeah. To like the newer crazy nonsense business. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's, you know, I mean, I, I like, I mean, I could name films in pretty much any subgenre that I like. Uh Obviously, I like you know when you say you like comedies, it's so ridiculously broad. Um, but I guess that you could say that for for you know other subgenres as well. That's true. Even science fiction, it's like, well, would you call Star Wars science fiction? Yeah, exactly. And then there's fantasy, and there's all yeah. you know, and they get into all this other stuff. But um, I like I like I like crime films a lot too. That would be a but but there's so many terrible ones that I don't know if I'd want to talk about them all the time. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, like just and and unlike as we say, you know, even even a relatively terrible horror film can be entertaining. A relatively terrible crime film can be just absolutely excruciating. Yep. They just yep. take themselves so seriously, or they're, you know, it's just bad acting in a crime film is is really just punishment. Yeah. Oh, and also uh, a, a bad science fiction movie is there's like no redeeming qualities. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, so what, what, what would be your choice by the way? Oh, uh, pure, pure, like martial arts, just all of it. Like I would do like 50% Jackie Chan movies and 50% everything else. Kung Fu, Wuxia, martial arts, madness all of it that that's pretty awesome yeah i i if if someone was like hey would you like to co-host a just jackie chan entire jackie chan catalog of movies i'd be like yes yes thank you (laughs) yes and thank you i will have to learn all of the words to use 
I do loves me some Jackie Chan movies. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I like early Jackie Chan awesomeness and later pudgy Jackie Chan funniness. It's all good. <laughs> Lumpy Chan. Yeah. Can't fit through this thing. I broke ribs. <laughs> Landed on the plastic plate in my head. I'm, it's all good. Yeah, it's fine. All right, so that's uh, that's a little tidbit afterwards, listeners. Um, I guess you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Loathsome Pod or Facebook at Loathsome Things. Reach out to us, give us recommendations, uh, tell us we're dumb, say other things. Just just talk to us. Yeah, espouse your knowledge on uh, mycorrhiza uh, if you're a mycorrhiza specialist. Yep. Share some of your wisdom with us. Yep. Absolutely. Um, uh, give us your crackpot theories about it. Crackpot theories. Mail us your copy of the Maleficus Malacarum. Yep. Yep. Give us a link to your uh, Mycorrhiza Etsy store. <laughs> it's cracked. Yeah. <laughs> All the things. Everything. <laughs> and uh, I think that's it. Do you have any uh, final final words, John? Final words. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> wow. It's, it's that time already? It's that time now, John. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs>